Hey, Gordo, why don't you tell us a story? Uh, I don't know. Oh, come on. Yeah, come on, Gordo. Not one of your horror stories, okay? I don't want to hear no horror stories. I'm not up for that, man. Why don't you tell us one about Sergeant Steele and his babbling leathernecks? Well, the one I've been thinking about is kind of different. It's about this Python contest. And the main guy of the story is this fat kid that nobody likes named Davy Hogan. Like Charlie Hogan's brother, if he had one. Good, Vern. Go on, Gordy. Well, this kitty's our age, but he's fat. Real fat. He weighs close to 180, but, you know, it's not his fault. It's his glands. Oh, yeah, my cousin's like that. Sincerely. She weighs over 300 pounds. Supposed to be a high boy gland or something. Well, I don't know about any high boy gland, but what a blimp. No shit. She looks like a Thanksgiving turkey. And you know this one time? Will you shut up, Vern? Yeah, yeah, right. Go on, Gordy. It's a small story. Well, all the kids, instead of calling him Davy, they call him Lardass. Lardass Hogan. Even his little brother and sister call him Lardass. A at school, they put this sticker on his back that says, Wide Load, and they rank him out and beat him up whenever they get a chance. But one day, he gets an idea. The greatest revenge idea a kid ever had. Is this thing on? Can you hear me? Now, the next contestant in the great Tri-County Pie Eat, Principal John Wiggins. And our celebrity contestant from KLIM in Portland, the boss man himself, Bob Cornell. Hey, from the racks and stacks, it's the best on wax. How about another double golden only twin spin sound sandwich from KLAM in Portland? It's. <laughs> a newcomer to the fight, but one we expect great things from in the future, young master David Hogan. Are you all right, young man? Hey, Lardass, how was your trip? I hear you got a big appetite, Lardass. Don't even think about winning this. Boy, are you fat. Don't pay any attention to those fools, Lardass. <laughs> Just Davey. <laughs> boom, baba, boom, baba. Boom, baba, boom, baba, boom. <laughs> And now, the one you've all been waiting for, the four-time champion, our own Bill Travis. Listen, I got 10 riding on you myself, Billy boy. All right, are you ready? Hands behind your backs, gentlemen. Drum roll. Hey, Lardas! Chow down, wide load. <laughs> Go!
pace yourself if you want to hold out, boy. didn't know was that Lardas wasn't really interested in winning. What he wanted was revenge. And right before he was introduced, he'd gotten ready for it. Principal John Wiggins. And our celebrity contestant from KLAM in Portland, the <coughs> boss man himself. Bob Cornell! Hey, from the Rackers, Jackers, the best on wax. How about another double golden golden twin spin sound sandwich from KLAM in Portland? It's... Done! Lardass! into his fifth pie, Lardass began to imagine that he wasn't eating pies. He pretended he was eating cow flops and rack guts and blueberry sauce. Lardass! Slowly, a sound started to build in Lardass' stomach. A strange and scary sound, like a log truck coming at you at 100 miles an hour. Suddenly, Lardass opened his mouth. Before Bill Travis knew it, he was covered with five pies worth of used blueberries. The women in the audience screamed. Boss man Bob Cormier took one look at Bill Travis and barfed on Principal Wiggins. Principal Wiggins barfed on the lumberjack that was sitting next to him. Mayor Grundy barfed on his wife's tits. But when the smell hit the crowd, that's when Lardass' plan really started to work. Girlfriends barfed on boyfriends. Kids barfed on their parents. A fat lady barfed in her purse. The Donnelly twins barfed on each other. And the women's auxiliary barfed all over the benevolent order of antelopes. And Lardass just sat back and enjoyed what he'd created. A complete and total barforama. That was the best, just the best yeah. that would happen. What do you mean? I mean, what happened? What do you mean, what happened? That's the end. How can that be the end? What kind of an ending is that? What happened to Lardass? I don't know. Um, maybe he went home and celebrated with a couple of cheeseburgers. Jeez, that ending sucks. Why don't you make it so that, so that Lardass goes home and he shoots his father, then he runs away, and, and he joins the Texas Rangers. How about that? Uh, I don't know. Something good like that. I like the ending. The barfing was really good. But there's one thing I couldn't understand. Did Lardass have to pay to get in the contest? No, Vern. They just let him in. Oh! Oh, great. Great story. Yeah, it's a great story, Gordy. I just didn't like the ending. Hey, Bruno, where's the radio? Let's see if we can get some sounds. Here. Thank you for that awesome story, Gordy. 
Anybody else hungry for pie? Welcome, folks. This is episode 20 of the Midnight Cinephile. My name is West Nations, talking to you all the way from Texas. This episode might be a little different because it's going to be all instrumentals. I narrowed down my three favorite movie scores. But before we get into that, how about a word from our sponsor? Baba West Arts and service open till midnight, Monday through Friday. All right, episode 20, favorite movie scores. We're going to kick this off with what I've narrowed down as my third choice. This is kind of an unusual haunting score from the 1990 movie The First Power, starring Lou Diamond Phillips. And the man that created this score is none other than Stuart Copeland, the drummer for the police. But the impact this had on me as a six-year-old was major. This movie scared the crap out of me. And of course the score went right along with it. So here we go. This is the main title from the movie The First Power from 1990. This is my third choice for top movie score. what I consider to be the second greatest movie score. It comes from the 1986 movie At Close Range with Christopher Walken. The main title of this film was performed by Patrick Leonard. 
and is based on Madonna's song, Live to Tell. One of my all-time favorite movies with my second favorite movie score. Hope you enjoy it. This is the main title from At Close Range.
Heck yeah, that was Patrick Leonard with the Live to Tell at Close Range Instrumental Suite. That's a really good song to go driving to. I find myself listening to a lot of instrumental movie scores. Which brings us to my absolute number one, and always has been. This comes from my favorite movie of all time, the 1989 release, Little Monsters with Fred Savage, Howie Mandel. This main title I'm about to play was written and performed by David Newman. And my feelings about this song are mostly nostalgic. And there's something about it that just hits me. So if you're ready, my number one movie score, the main title to Little Monsters.
And there it is, folks. The three greatest movie scores of all time. It's just fact. Hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back with another episode with uh, some more singing in it. And as always, stay safe wherever you're at. My name is West Nations. This is the Midnight Cinephile. You've been listening to episode 20. So long. I'll see you around.